Professional gamblers on non-professional gambling. How's it going, Mr. Sosa? Gilly, how are you? Are you wealthier than the last time we spoke? You know, not to toot my own horn, but beep beep. I had quite the weekend. Um, <laughs> as I, my my grandma used to say that in terms of a oh, little toot toot whenever one of us grandkids would uh, compliment ourselves. However, bankroll has grown since last we spoke. I've gotten gotten quite lucky with some, some college football and a couple NFL picks. I hedged against my our Patriots. Um, early in the week, which paid off uh, big time. So uh, I, I'm feeling pretty good right now. How about you? How are you doing? I'm well. I'm well. Uh, baseball has not been kind to me, uh, but college football got me through the weekend. Uh, was able to live bet strategically on that Oklahoma-Texas game, which was maybe one of the top five college football games I've watched in the past, in the 2020s. Okay, we've only been had two years of this, so – Definitely top five of our of our very nascent decade here. But that was a great game. And so uh, a live bet on Oklahoma to win um, in the third quarter really helped me out for the weekend, you know. And uh, that's why live betting, I think, is – it can be ex- – you can make mistakes, but you can also you can also make some profits if you're sitting there and are disciplined and ready to watch the game. Um, but, yeah, man, it's, uh, it's good to be back and talking about the non-professional gambling. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. And uh, no, it's 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 been a fun uh, week, two of uh, some MLB playoff baseball. I apologize at your ex- team's expense, the Yankees, that um, the, the wild card game did not go in your favor. Um, however, it was that was a uh, maybe not for you. I felt like it was an entertaining game, though. That was that atmosphere at Fenway was unreal, though. So that was that was a, a fun, uh, fun wild card game. I'm in on the wild card game. I've never had any uh, uh, investment in it emotionally or financial in the past to be honest with you um but uh but no i'm i'm in on it i i wouldn't mind the red sox doing it again hopefully the division is in our future but um but no so it's it's been a wild week of sports to be honest with you i don't know about you but i feel a a little inundated it's great but like a whirlwind yeah i caught myself like you know i've watched so much sports that today i worked from home and you know at the end of the day there were there weren't any more sports on the Brewers Braves game and ended so I ended up watching some Indian Wells tennis. I was like I just need to have sports on. It's been it's been on so much. This is really like the best. Like sorry, apologize to March. This is the best sports time of year because you get in the span of another week here we're gonna have the NBA and the NHL. You'll have college football, the NFL, and the baseball playoffs all happening. It's like a smorgasbord. It's it's an all you can eat buffet of American sport. It's a wonderful time of the year. And so what were your lessons learned and what are you taking forward into uh, college football week se- seven, I believe coming right up? Yeah, no, that that's a good question. Um, lessons learned me. Texas is kind of back. I, I, I think that might be a, <laughs> a lesson learned. Um, another lesson that I, you know what you, you may disagree with this. I think there's a legitimate claim that the big 10 is the best conference in college football now, or at least for this year in this moment. And again, I, it feels a little cheap to say that right after Bama loses um, granted to another sec team, but still. Um, so yeah, that, that was a lesson that I I'm starting to respect the big 10 a bit more than I think I, I did coming into the season. Um, 
those are the kind of two main ones there. I, I do. I've been doing some single game parlays in terms of baseball. I don't know if there are any lessons learned there. I, I've gotten lucky. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd rather be lucky than good, right? Isn't that a, I feel like that's a, a football saying there. And so that's that's my, right. my betting mantra right now. <laughs> right. Um, How about yourself? Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. The, the, the Big Ten is the best conference in, in football, in college football. But I would I would throw this back at you that if you're looking for the eventual national champion, it may still come out of the SEC. And I think there's a real possibility that Bama could win out, get to the SEC title game, and then maybe beat Georgia and make the playoffs though. I, I think, honestly, I would take the opposite side of that bet. And I think this might be the first three-loss year that Nick Saban has had, I think, at Alabama. I think that I think Ooh. we're coming up on on a on a disappointing Alabama season, and I would I would watch I'd be wary of some other upsets along the way here. Just okay, throw that out there. I don't think they can defend, and uh, I think another team may have an opportunity to to pop them off. The but, only the only way I would contest that in terms of just looking at their schedule, like who who's their third loss. I would say Arkansas is probably one of their their options to be a second loss, or maybe that would be their third at that point because they got Mississippi State, Tennessee. Um, again, it's at Mississippi. State. I think Tennessee's I tough. I think yeah. I think Tennessee's tough. Tennessee has put up fifty points back to back weeks here, and you know I'm really interested to see what Ole Miss Tennessee is coming on this weekend. The over under that game is starting at eighty. By the way, forty <laughs> points on each side is expected. Over under starting at eighty. That might be just to be a fun one to bet, just so you can go along for the ride. Um, because that would be that's interesting. Uh, you know, maybe maybe my contrarian take on Alabama is premature, but that Texas A&M is not a great team. Okay, like they went down and and they lost the game to not a very good football team. Texas A&M is not going to come out and surprise us and and go, you know, nine and two. It's not going to happen. Uh, yeah, but I, you know what? I was guilty of this last year and our, our, our good friend Connor, he, he slapped me around last year when I was all in on Florida against A&M at one point last year. And he's told me I didn't respect college station enough. And I think that's what you're doing. I don't think you're respecting the impact of college station taxes uh, it's there. Definitely, it definitely had an impact in, for one night against Alabama, you know, that, that does not a good season make. Same exact score, by the way, 41-38. A little eerie, might I add. <laughs> but. So, so going into this weekend, you know, you just mentioned Texas is back. They got Oklahoma State down in Austin this weekend, and they are favored. They're right now minus 220. This is undefeated Oklahoma State, number 12 in the country, a team that can slide into the playoff if Oklahoma were to slip up. I'm going with Texas, and I'm going with the points here. Yeah, I think Texas is back. That's a fascinating line, realistically. In terms of to, to what five and a half points to Texas in that situation, that's that's just five right now to the Cowboys. Okay, I um, no, I'm with you to be honest with you. I thought that would be kind of a, a relative hot take, but no, I mean Bajan Robinson, I think is the best running back in the country by a bit. Um, I think that if Texas can get out to a, I don't know, I just think that it depends on who gets the hot start. I believe in Texas to come back more than I would believe in Oklahoma State. Um, but, uh, but no, I'm, I'm with you there. That's, that's going to be a fun game. I, I, I kind of, 
That's uh, see, I think Oklahoma State is is one of these like. Remember when a couple of weeks ago, Ole Miss plays Alabama, gets smoked, is number twelve in the country when that happened. Yeah, I think that that Oklahoma State is the newest version of that. Okay, here's who they play. They've beaten Tulsa. Respect to my former city, a good small school football program in the American Conference. They beat Boise State by a point. They beat admittedly Kansas State is a decent football team, and they beat Baylor by a touch by a touchdown and a field goal. It's I'm I'm not that interested. I think this is helium in their stock. I think Texas is underrated, and and has a real opportunity here to kind of be the best team in the big in the big 12 and you know we'll, we'll see i think oklahoma you know is lucky to have escaped there the other day to be honest with you and i would not put any futures money on oklahoma to win the national title does, because they they look soft to me does it matter though to you if you knew if lincoln riley was going to go with spencer rattler the rest of the way are Caleb Williams, or is it, it's a moot point. It doesn't matter. You don't believe in Oklahoma period. Oh, I think he, I think he needs to go with Williams and he looks fantastic on Saturday, but I just don't think that that's a, that, that talented with team. Okay. And I think they're, I think they're in the down cycle and I would, I would be fading Oklahoma the rest of the way. And there may be opportunities to do so. Um, so, one more pick, and you mentioned best running back in the country. I think Kenneth Walker III is the best running back in the country for Michigan okay. State. Okay. And they are going – and they are, they are again being disrespected. They're going into to Bloomington, Indiana, and they are only – they are favored by less than a touchdown. They're favored by five and a half. I think that is disrespectful to Michigan State. They were, they were favored by six going into Rutgers last week. They, they blew out Rutgers. People stop, got to stop disrespecting Michigan State. Kenneth Walker is the best running back in the country. All right. Well, I, I disagree with that, but that's fine. That's fine. I uh, <laughs> We'll see. We'll see by the end of the year. We'll, we'll see what their, their numbers look like. But the only thing I would say, because I, you know, I think I, I tweeted this out, something similar where I, I kind of am rooting for Michigan State to, to win one more because they, they really have beaten nobody realistically. Um, so it's they're number 10 in the country. And again, 6-0 is 6-0. You're a Big Ten school. I get it. However, they beat a Miami team that was ranked at the time. Since I've kind of uh, proven that they are to be nothing. Yeah, exactly. That was all just Fugazi. They're not a real team. Oh, they are a real team, but it's not not a very good team. They lost to UVA for for Pete's sake this past weekend. Um, a feisty Cavalier squad. Ah, uh, yeah. When's the last time a UVA team has been actually relevant since like Kyle Long and maybe Deeper Gushaw Ferguson way back? Remember that? Remember I mean, were they the even switch? relevant? Or were, I'm not even sure they were relevant then. Yeah, maybe not. Maybe that's just my my like middle school brain being like, Brickshaw Ferguson was a force. Um, <laughs> I think he he switched though. I think he played defensive uh, tackle in college, and then he switched to offensive tackle. I could be wrong. No, never mind. Never mind. I think he did play offensive line. Whatever. Anyway, um, they beat Nebraska, which Nebraska is actually pretty good. That was a tight game, however. Yeah, I, I yep. think Nebraska, Nebraska least, almost yep. got Michigan over the weekend. Exactly. So, uh, you know, I, I do want to give Michigan State some respect. However, the thing that scares me the most about this matchup now is, and I, I ask you this, although 
Yeah, never mind. It's a moot point. I was going to say, is it a look-ahead game for their next matchup against Michigan? However, they have a bye week in between, so I really don't think that's as big of an issue as I initially um, thought it would be in my head, hence why they'd get disrespected. So I'm all in. I'm with you then in terms of uh, Michigan State covering that and then some. Could be an interesting uh, reverse tease possibility or an alternate spread. I don't know what the number is. If you want to go deeper than, than four and a half points, maybe you do that I, or no? I think I'm no, I think I'm pretty comfortable there. Okay. Um, I, I think that that, so speaking of that, Georgia, speaking of a lot of points, Georgia and Kentucky, Kentucky is at Georgia. That's 24 points, Brett. Do, do you just, you know, is that, is Georgia that good or is Kentucky that overrated? Number 11 in the country, right? That's tough because it's like I I, I kind of I want to go with Kentucky just because that seems like it's too it's too thick in terms of the points there. Like, oh, OK, it's probably going to be within 24 points or whatever. But I mean, this this same Georgia team that couldn't even score more than 10 points that against Clemson in week one and granted week one. I get it. You're kind of slow to go. Then all of a sudden they they put 37 on Arkansas without giving up a score. So that's what scares me there because I I think I picked Arkansas right, put up on that 34 one. on Auburn. Yeah, exactly. No, so it's I, I I believe in Georgia to win this. I don't I don't think I would. I think we we touched on this a little bit earlier before before we started here, but I think I might tease it. Might take Georgia and a couple other favorites and tease it. Maybe what six or seven point teaser. Uh, to get that to a, a level where I'm comfortable with, maybe 16 points or so in that ballpark. But yeah, 23 and a half is that's too much for me, especially for a game that has an over under 44 and a half. That's just that's a tight right, window. Right. They're, they're literally predicting essentially in that case the 34 to 10 Auburn game all over again. That's what they're predicting. That's what the, the markets are saying. So yeah, I, I would go buy some points. I would maybe go look at an alternate spread here and go with Georgia. Um, you know, I will say that Will Levis does not give up the football that much. The Kentucky quarterback, Chris Rodriguez, is averaging six yards a carry. He's a good running back. They they could they could mess around and get 17 points, 17, 20 points here, maybe on Georgia. I think this could be a credible loss, and they could cover I think they cover 24 points. I might take Kentucky to cover 24 points. I I, I that's that's where I'm at. I will say this. They they have done so in the last three games against Georgia, which for, you know what I mean, for considering how uh, a non-historied uh, history program like Kentucky, at least as of, you know what I mean, there's no, they haven't made any real runs uh, recently per se to, uh, to, to be a, a real no, contender. They're, they're, no, but they've been a credible SEC school the past couple of years and people, you know, maybe are underestimating that. This is not... Right. This is not a Kentucky of several years ago. And so I think it, it, it all depends. But I, I think that Georgia just 24 points is just a lot of points. So that, that is, that's my maybe take of the week is Kentucky and Michigan state. And I would probably, I'm staying away from everything else at this point, Michael, how are we feeling about the NFL? What did we learn anything this past Sunday betting wise about, about football teams, what do you think? So I, I did learn a bit. I, I, I learned that I'm going to just try to stay on top of uh, COVID news as much as possible and try to, uh, to eat up, uh, <laughs> eat up spreads where I can. That's what I did with the Texans against the Patriots, which I didn't even need it to be honest with you. Um, 
because the line didn't move as much as I anticipated it to. But um, but no, I so I I think we've learned a couple things. One, the Chiefs are that that defense is just abhorrent. That's going to be I I think we we kind of knew as much, but um, but I think the the Bills might be the new favorite um in terms of like beyond contender. They are the favorite. They are now the favorite for the AFC conference. They are okay, and I even and they for are the second whole best thing, odds to win the Super Bowl second behind the Rams. The ta- oh, okay, all right. Yeah. That, we'll that's get to the Rams in a minute. So, so are you out on the Chiefs? I am not out on the Chiefs because I think they're only they've done this before, right? I feel like they're a slow starting team, and again, it's it's tough because I don't think we've seen their defense be as bad as it's been. They're literally, I think I saw a stat somewhere it was like over seven points per play or per um per passing play something ridiculous or it was like literally the, the worst um uh metric of that uh or literally the worst ever since 2003 when they started like keeping track of that stat so i i'm, I'm not out quite yet because i think they'll figure it out but i'm kind of hedging pat mahomes and the chiefs for the time being i'll i don't think they're gonna fall to two and four this week so I I do kind of like them to as picking them, but in terms of futures bets, I'm probably staying away. How about yourself? See, I'm I'm almost with you. I mean, their defense right now, according to Pro Football Focus, is literally 32nd. They've they've actually been outscored on the season, believe it or not. They've they've scored 154 points. They've allowed 163 points. They're they're two and three. You would maybe that maybe that makes sense at, at the end of the day. When you're two and three, you may have been outscored overall. Well, they're turning and the ball over a ton, which is not they are Pat Mahomes included. I, I, I think I think some of those turnovers are a little fluky. And I'm not gonna look at them to see them turn over the ball more. I think there's some upside here. I think they're down to 750 to win the Super Bowl. And that might be an entry point for me, to be quite honest, because I don't think the defense is gonna be this bad. Like they're not like, and maybe, maybe this is me buying the exact wrong time and I should be, you know, the panic alarms, but I see in this kind of moment of volatility, yeah, you get smoked at home and it doesn't look great. I think there's a chance in this moment of volatility to buy, um, buy the chiefs a little bit, but that defense is really scary bad to be quite honest. And this could look really poor in a couple of months. So you mentioned the Rams a couple of minutes ago. Um, they're plus 800 um, to win the Super Bowl. I'm kind of intrigued by that. I am as well. I think that they're an interesting one where I think their their defense will kind of come to form. as uh, They haven't looked as good as everyone anticipated, um, but I believe in that that group at least to be a much better defensive team by the end of the season than, than what we have the, with the Chiefs. I just don't know if the Chiefs have the horses to be a top half of the league defense at this point. That's where I worry, and it's it puts too much pressure on Pat Mahomes. And that I don't want to go back to the Chiefs too much here, but but again, it bothers me that he's thrown so many interceptions. He literally already tied his total for the entire season last year, and more than he had in the entire 2019 season. So it's that's what scares me about that. But the Rams, I I do that offense is just so so loaded, um, and I think that Stafford seems to be pressing the right buttons for the most part. Obviously, they've kind of uh, slipped a little bit from their uh, their their initial hot start to the season by by losing to the Cardinals there, um, and then 
kind of an ugly one against a not good Seahawks team. They probably should have won that by a bit more. Um, realistically, yeah, but it's tough to play. It's tough to go in and win in Seattle, and they win in one. Like, it, it's a tough place to play. Yeah, yeah. I just thought they'd blow it up. I mean, they got they kind of yeah, and they and they sort of got to get out of jail free card with Russell Wilson getting out of there too. Yeah, less impressive and, when you're beating Geno Smith up. <laughs> yeah, Geno, you know, Geno Smith is not impressive. I mean, right now, Pro Football Focus has them as the fourth best defense. They haven't scored as many points. I think you're right. I think that offense has come down to earth a little bit. But I gotta, I gotta think that you know Matt Stafford is just so much better. He's exponentially better than Jared Goff. I mean, the playoffs last year, it was literally painful to watch them on offense. Yeah. It was painful. And, and Matt Stafford is a good quarterback, and we're seeing what Matt Stafford can do on a good team throwing to more than one good player. Like, Matt Stafford, throughout his time in Detroit, had, like, a singular good player on offense every year. Like, in the early years, it was Megatron. Then we went to, you know, kind of there was a Marvin Jones era. You know, there was a job at best moment in the sun there, you know. Oh, like, yeah, <laughs> that was very quick. <laughs> a handful of games. But, yeah. like, now you he literally has a stable of receivers. He has got a very good running back in Daryl Henderson, former Heisman finalist Daryl Henderson, by the way. Like, people forget that Daryl Henderson was a Heisman finalist. I just love to throw that fun fact out there. <laughs> I'm really bullish on the uh, Los Angeles Rams. Michael, can I, can I keep, uh, you know, opining here and, and talk about another team I'm kind of bullish on? Sure. I hope you. I hope that there's another uh, Memphis player correlation besides Daryl Henderson. I hope you just keep connecting. Like, <laughs> you know your I, Memphis I really players very on, well as a as a Memphis guy. <laughs> I'm very bullish on the on the Dallas Cowboys, but I'm not going to talk about them. Okay. Okay. I'm going to stay in Los Angeles, and I'm going to talk about. I, I don't think we're respecting the Los Angeles Chargers enough. That and they might be the best offense in football. They could be, and. I mean, their defense is is not the best, right? <laughs> to put like, it lightly. <laughs> it's not great. You know, it's it's 21st according to pro football focus right now, but offensively, they are they are a good football team. And, and Justin Herbert might be the best quarterback in football. All right. Like, nah, that's where you're losing me there. Come on. He's don't get me wrong. He's like he's hot. He's probably top five, but I think Josh Allen, I would take Josh Allen in one game. Over anybody else right now, I think Mahomes is taking a knockdown in my book. That's my okay. little, little okay. hot take for you. But Herbert's up so, there. Don't get me wrong. They're, so they're beyond all my hot air about Justin Herbert is the Chargers are only plus eight hundred to win the AFC, AFC right now. Like, but they are favored to win the AFC West. It is plus one hundred and twenty five for them to win the AFC West. But they are they are for the they are the fifth. They have the fifth highest odds. To win the AFC, the Browns are ahead of them, the Ravens are ahead of them, the Chiefs are ahead of them, the Bills are ahead of them to win the AFC conference. One of these things is true: either the Chargers are good enough that they're going to win the AFC West, or they're not that good. I'm betting that they're if they're good enough to win the AFC West, they could win the AFC overall. That's interesting. Yeah, I, I I think I have to see a little bit more from them realistically, but I I I do like that generally. I, I was trying to look to see if there's. Um, any other added value? They're minus five hundred actually to make the playoffs, which is I was hoping they it wouldn't be as um, as steep. Yeah, I, one thing I would say, although no, never mind. I was gonna say I was gonna hedge the Raiders and bet against them out of respect to the Chargers <laughs> in a way, um, <laughs> but that doesn't look like that the market for that is very good either. No, I I agree with you. They they could very well be the the best best team in the league. I just with such a green team that hasn't made a run. 
And again, this isn't the Chargers of the past, but think about like those early, um, Phil, maybe not even early-ish, but well, I guess early Philip Rivers years. They always had such a hot start to the season and be like, oh man, like these Chargers, they're, they're, they're legit this year. And then they would kind of like scuffle. They'd get, make the playoffs and then they would do nothing. So that's, and again, that's, that's unfair for me to, to reference 15 years ago with an entirely different staff team. I don't even know, probably even different uh, custodians. Um, actually, definitely. They're in a I new building. Well, yeah, it's, you know, it is. Dude. Yeah, no, no one traveled with them. Yeah, it's a different city. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, so, um, yeah, no, I, I like that overall. I think, uh, you know, in you saying that though, it makes me curious. Um, in terms of the MVP, MVP futures, um, any interest in you uh, you taking Herbert? Let me. What is what is the market for him at present? Let me let me look that up. I have I have Herbert to lead the league in passing yards. I have him and Matt Stafford. Both of these teams that I've just talked up. There's obviously some bias here. Um, let's see MVP. Oh, it might be frozen right now actually because there's a game going on. Oh, you're right. You're right. I, I bet. think it is. No, it's okay. okay. That's an oversight. Um, so for most passing yards right now, live, Justin Herbert is up to plus 750. Tom Brady, is, who is leading football, by the way, is plus 250 right now. Matt Stafford's down to, to plus 600. Interesting. I – you know what I – actually, I want to see in terms of touchdowns, Herbert seems like great value. He's tied for third with Dak Prescott right now at 13. Mahomes has 16. Brady has 15. He's plus 700 to lead the league in passing touchdowns this season. That's, I don't know. That's, that's interesting. I, I kind of in, am interested in that and yeah. taking that. I mean, Keenan Allen's going to have to score some because Keenan Allen has not gotten the ball a ton. I mean, how many passing touchdowns is going to take to lead the league this year? Is it, is it 50 with the 17th game? Are we going to get the 50? Easily, hey, you're probably like, we've right. only done it twice. We've only done it twice, and like it's like three times in history that it's happened. Yeah, no, you're right. I think we'll see probably at least low fifties, if not mid fifties, at this rate. And that's and you know what? With the way that the Chiefs look, I'm sure Mahomes is going to still sling the ball in the same way. And even to a certain degree, the Bucks with such like porous defenses where it's just, they're just <laughs> going to be on the field all the time because they, their defense uh, can't stop teams from scoring. So, yeah. I, so, uh, so it's happened three times. We've had, we had Peyton Manning in 2013, Tom Brady, obviously in 07 and Mahomes in 18, the first year he took the reins in Kansas city. Peyton Manning went to 49 and Marino went to 48 and Rogers has been to 48. These are all in 16 games. We've had all time, we've only actually had 16 guys reach 40 ever. That's, that's crazy. So with, the, so with the 17th game, you know, maybe that adds four. Maybe you're adding four to all these totals. And so to lead the league right now, how many, how many does Brady have and how many 16. does Herbert have? 16 and 13 for Herbert. 16 and 13 for Herbert. Brady is on pace through five games. That's about 3.2 per game, roughly 3.1. 54 and change? Yeah. 54 and change. Herbert would really have to pick up the pace. Brady's at plus 250 right now. He's sort of – 
Herbert could catch him. It's possible, but Brady would have to slow down. Like, because there's no way Herbert could catch him on pace at this point. Well, no, not at the current pace, but I just, in terms of how good their offense looks, and then I guess, because realistically, Brady's Brady looked great in the beginning of the season. He's kind of, he's not looked great since. Obviously, that Patriots game, there's so many emotions behind it, um, so I can't really fault him for that. And the defense did a decent job with him, and it was raining, and and it was there, there were a bunch of conspiring elements there. Yeah. No, that's interesting. You know what? Here's a, here's a take for you, though. I think that that number of three quarterbacks to uh, surpass 50 touchdowns in a season, and again, it's not it's not apples to apples, um, but I think that number doubles after this year. I think that there will be three players this season that eclipse 50 touchdowns in a season. I think Mahomes, Brady, and maybe a third between Herbert, Dak Prescott, or Stafford. Okay. I, you know what? I think I'm going to take the under of this bet. You want to make like a friendly, uh, you know, pod side wager here? Sure, sure. I'm, I'm in. I'm down. I like that. So, um, is this going to be cash or, or is it going to be like an athlete paraphernalia where one, one guy has to buy a shirt for the other guy or wear a shirt for the other guy? Ooh. Well, I don't know. Whatever you're wanting to do, I'm I'm okay with whatever. I say if if it happens and three guys do it, three guys get to fifty this year. You get to pick one of the shirts, one of those guys, and make me get a t-shirt, not a jersey. I will get a t-shirt. Okay. For one of those guys. I like and that. If it doesn't happen, yeah, what happens? <laughs> You have to pick a shirt. You, I get just pick an NFL quarterback, a current one of my choosing. You have to get a shirt. <laughs> that would be cool. Me having to buy like a t- Taylor Haneke or a like Davis Mills shirt and be like, quarterbacks weren't as good as I thought they were. <laughs> the, the, there's a possibility that you could definitely get a Davis Mills shirt in your future. <laughs> all right, all right. No, I like that. I I agree to that. That's a that's a fun little bet there. Good little wager. So, so and before before we sign off here, any parting thoughts? Um, you know, I'm, I'm very excited for, um, the, the NBA season, but one thing I wanted to ask you, um, is relating to their, their, their good friends, the WNBA who are in the middle of their WNBA finals right now in which the Chicago sky lead one to nothing in the series. In your opinion, I, I have a one question for you to hedge or not to hedge. I have the Chicago sky to win it all. Um, I think it was at a plus a thousand odds way back when. Um, do I hedge and bet on the Mercury just to ensure some level of uh, of of revenue coming my way, or do I just let it ride and uh, and say, you know what, I made it this far. It's been a few months. It's, if it's meant to be, it's meant to be. Uh, so it's funny that you asked that because I remember you texting me one day. You know, I, I'm going to bet in the sky to, to win the WNBA finals. And me knowing next to nothing about the WNBA, though it is very good basketball, the brief times I've watched, um, I was like, you know what? I'm going to tail that bet. So, really, we're in the same boat together right now. And I say let it ride. All right. All right. I, no, I like that. <laughs> it, it, it's, you know, let it be pure. 
this is this is a lottery ticket that may or may not have hit. And I, I'm I'm with you to, to write it out. All right. I like that. I'm I'm doing it then. I won't I won't as tempting as it is to be like, you know what, but then that that, that cuts down on the profits. That's not fun. And then your I you, our gut was right. Candace your Parker gut was right. I, I bringing just, one home I just, to Chicago. Let's go. I, I just clicked the button. Yeah. It's like I, I don't know. There was a, yeah, there was that one day I was very into the WNBA news of like, wow, there are so many big threes in the WNBA right now. And then I was like, and then I did figure it out. I was just like, oh, Chicago sky. That's what I like the most. But this run is actually fascinating because they had to win a play in game technically to even get into the playoffs, single elimination, little wild card style. So I, um, I'm glad, I'm glad we, I'm glad you didn't sell out and cash out. I, I was a little worried. I kind of, I didn't know if you did that. You've you've departed me before. You've uh, I have departed you before. <laughs> I have. I mean, maybe that says something about me and my, my character as a person that we won't go into. No, you were smart um, to do it a couple times, like the Phillies. That <laughs> that one I ate. <laughs> Phillies to win the NL East. That didn't work out, but didn't work out. Um, yeah, I just. Yeah, I haven't deserted you because you know what? We, you and I are on the uh, Shohei Otani for MVP train together too. Yes, we are. <laughs> and we're in, you know, we're on this train, this train together. And they're both like coincidentally in my FanDuel account, like right next to each other. They're the only two outstanding bets I have in my FanDuel account at present. And I'm just like waiting. I'm like, oh, if both of these hit, this would be fantastic. <laughs> so, you know, we're, we're in it together. And, uh, you know, if you don't have anything else, Maybe we'll maybe we'll leave the people be, and uh, you should check back soon for some NBA futures thoughts because we could make you some money. In I agree. Probably- some some long long money as long as you're that's the one thing. We'll, we'll talk about that in terms of uh, the the pros and cons of those uh, those futures bets. But no, that sounds good. And please, if you're listening, give us a follow on Twitter at, at Bad Line Calls, um, where we'll kind of uh, we'll probably post some more college football and NFL picks as the week goes on. Um, and we, we kind of see more interesting stuff happen. So thank you, Sosa. Um, and that's, that's it for now. We'll, uh, we'll see you next week. Thank you, Gilly. The takes will be, uh, they'll be written on paper there from me. <laughs> I like it.